0: This month and year marks the 10th anniversary for Hurricane Sandy in the New York District. Coming up are exclusive details about how it affected many, solutions, and more. I'm Deshaun Bowser, your host today for the Building Strong with New York District podcast. We hope you're ready to build. We hope you're ready to build. We hope you're ready to build. build. This is Building Strong with New York, New York District. On October 29th, 2012, Hurricane Sandy made landfall in the tri-state area. Ten years later, today, you will hear from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers District Commander and the Deputy District Engineer sir please state your name title and exactly what it is that you do
1: i am colonel matthew lozado i am the commander of the new york district corps of engineers
0: what can you tell us about the work your district is currently doing with regard to hurricane sandy
1: currently we have about six ongoing contracts between the rockaways montauk point fire island to to montauk point Union Beach to Port Monmouth, we've got work going on all over the New York and New Jersey area. In addition to what we've already completed so far, we've completed 18 contracts physically being Long Beach, Port Monmouth, uh, Sandy Hook, uh, Coney Island, so we've completed a lot and we've got a lot that we've already turned over to the sponsor as well, we've got about 14 contracts we've turned over. So we've accomplished a lot, we've got a lot ongoing and we still got some work to do in the future, uh, but it's on on track.
0: Many would be happy to know that things are on track and that we're continuing to provide engineering solutions. From then to now, what has changed?
1: So I'll tell you, Hurricane Sandy really awakened in a lot of people the the understanding and realization that storms were increasing, the impacts were different. Uh, We could not judge each storm by the previous storm. Uh, You know, Hurricane Sandy was a very unique storm, which was primarily a a surge event which caused a lot of of flooding and not necessarily a wind event. Um, So what we've learned is is to consider each storm differently as well as take into account a lot of the other concerns we have regarding sea level rise and environmental changes. Uh, that we're starting to and have been incorporating into our projects as we go.
0: So how do you feel about the work's progress?
1: It's been amazing. The team, the New York District, the vertical team and especially our partnership uh, with New York and New Jersey and New York City uh, in getting a lot of these projects completed uh, could never have been done without our partners. Uh, As we all know, these are large projects that impact a lot of the uh, New York City and New York and New Jersey populations. And our partnership with the state, local and, and other federal partners is the only way we've been able to get things done. And so I'm extremely proud of what we've been able to accomplish to this point and what we are currently accomplishing. And I'll tell you every day we meet with these partners to figure out how we're gonna complete the rest of these projects we have ongoing to ensure that the communities are protected as intended by Congress.
0: So what does the future hold for New York District in regard to the Hurricane Sandy Coastal Restoration Program?
1: So the Coastal Restoration Program is, is growing. Uh, really, Hurricane Sandy, as I said, awakened that concern um, but we really were able to see where we have uh, weaknesses in the system. Uh, We conducted a a comprehensive analysis of the northeast coastal system and that helped us identify where there may be gaps and seams in the protection of the northern east coast. Resulting from that came our harbour and tributary study uh, which we are currently uh, releasing to the public for public comment which is very focused on addressing a lot of those uh, areas that needed protection following Sandy. And what we've created is a series of projects that will address uh, these, these gaps significantly while taking into account all the efforts that other agencies are working on. The city has coastal restoration projects going on, the state does, so we are working closely together to ensure that our projects complement each other and don't overlap or interfere with each other as we all are focused on protecting the communities
0: is there anything that you would like to add
1: uh, i just couldn't be happier with the new york district team you know i have the opportunity to lead about 500 civilians who who live in the area and are dedicated uh, to the mission uh, you know i take great pride in my ability to see these projects uh, developed and know that what we are doing uh, is directly impacting and supporting the American people uh, and their safety and the environment and uh, industry as a whole.
0: Sir, can you also please state your name, your title, and exactly what it is that you do?
2: I'm Joe Seabode. I'm the Deputy District Engineer and Chief of Programs here at the New York District Corps of Engineers. And I'm responsible for overseeing the major programs of the New York district, including our military construction, our civil works uh, program, and our environmental interagency and international services program.
0: What was it like in the days immediately after Hurricane Sandy's impact on the district?
2: It's incredible to think that it's been 10 years since Hurricane Sandy hit. For me, it seems like it was almost yesterday. I was here right during the midst of the storm, and I responded immediately after the storm had passed. And frankly, it was chaos here in the New York metropolitan area. Uh, we had water everywhere, no electricity, uh, and debris uh, all over our area of operations. So the Corps of Engineers, being who we are and what we do, we got to work. and we. Uh, We started with some of the major uh, infrastructure issues that the region was dealing with, including unwatering 16 tunnels throughout the New York City and New Jersey area, and that included some very major uh, infrastructure. The Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, the number one subway train tunnel, the path tunnel between New York and New Jersey, the Passaic Valley Sewage Treatment Plant over in New Jersey, a number of other subway tunnels. And, and it was an incredible effort that was performed within 13 days. Over 500 million gallons was removed. We also got to work on the harbor because a significant issue right after Sandy was fuel. Uh, the, the fuel, uh, because the, of the lack of electricity, was not flowing at gas stations and refineries were down because of impacts from the storm. So it was very important that uh, we work closely with our partners at the Coast Guard to ensure that the harbor was safe so fuel barges could start coming back into the harbor and unloading at the refineries and bringing raw gasoline product in that could be moved to the, uh, to, to the distributors and the stations. And so the Corps, you know, knowing that we have a large mission in the harbor, we brought to bear all of our vessels and we went out and not only did debris removal from the harbor, but we also went out and did bathymetric surveys to ensure that the channels were safe for the ships to come in. And that was done very, very quickly. And within just a few days after the storm, the captain of the port from the Coast Guard reopened the harbor to all uh, navigational uses. So that was a big, a big uh, positive that uh, the Corps uh, assisted with. The other thing that we did was, uh, was debris. So an incredible volume of debris, uh, not only in the harbor and on the shores, but debris from, uh, from the buildings and, and other infrastructure that was destroyed by the storm. So the Corps took on three major missions uh, at the request of FEMA to remove debris. And removing debris doesn't mean just take it, pick it up, and take it to a landfill. It means, it means sorting it, I, um, identifying hazardous materials, recyclable materials, vegetative materials, materials that can go to a landfill. So it's a it's a it's a pretty deliberative process. We uh, we did three major sites. We did a site on Fire Island out on Long Island. We did a site in in. Uh, In Queens, at Reese Park on Rockaway, and we did a site in uh, in Staten Island, and so that was a a significant thing that we we did and that we were proud of because it was done very efficiently and cost-effectively. The other thing we did, um, the last thing I'll mention, is we had a huge power outage in the New York metropolitan area, half of New York City south of south of Midtown, when the lights went out, uh, l- large areas of Staten Island, large areas on Long Island. So uh, we got to work uh, with our partners at FEMA to start bringing in generators to put power into critical infrastructure, hospitals, schools, um, shelters, um, you know, wastewater treatment plants, and other critical infrastructure that we needed to get operating as quickly as we could. So the Corps brought in experts from around the country. Uh, we brought in lots of power units, and we put those uh, out throughout the region to allow there to be a, uh, to be critical power in places that needed it until we got the greater uh, grid and system up. Um, one of the things I think uh, we're proud of is um, you know, unique to Sandy for the first time the uh, the administration and FEMA uh, all agreed that power could go into public housing facilities. And so we put a lot of uh, power generators in public housing facilities throughout the city and throughout the region and uh, spare those people a lot of uh, grief during a very difficult time.
0: Can you share details about partnerships and how people came together during this time?
2: Yes, there are. There's. There's many, many, many great stories. Um, I talked a little bit earlier about one of the great things the court does is that's bringing in our subject matter experts from around the country in time of need, from a from a an event uh, or within an emergency. And in this case, we did bring in dozens and dozens of people from around the country to help with search and rescue, to help with our tunnel and watering mission, to help with the debris management, to help with um, power generation. And so we had lots of people from here from around the country. All our sister federal agencies do something also very similar. So we were able to uh, bring together uh, large groups of experts from agencies like the Corps and the Coast Guard and EPA and FEMA and Homeland Security, etc cetera, et cetera, lots of agencies and we all work together through a power structure that's called the Incident Command System and through the FEMA system that creates uh, engineering support function number three and other support functions um, that are aimed towards certain federal agencies to respond. In this case, the Corps brought on a lot of expertise for our uh, for our emergency support function number three, which is engineering and critical infrastructure or public works and critical infrastructure, and um, we were able to leverage. Uh, experts from the state, from the city, from other government agencies, um, and and that really helped us as we as these teams collaborated, came up with solutions, and found innovative ways to uh, execute their missions.
0: How has the impact of partnering and relationships shaped the district's Hurricane Sandy response, both near and? long-term. It, it's it
2: shaped it in a huge way, and let me uh, tell you how it did that. Before Sandy, uh, I wouldn't tell you that we were fully integrated as government agencies, not only with local municipalities, but also with stakeholders. I think we, after Sandy and the lessons learned and what we've done since has really brought us together in a much better way in executing emergency responses. So let me tell you what happened. Right after Sandy, within about three months, the administration passed and the President signed a bill called the Emergency Supplemental Bill for Sandy, and that Bill authorized almost $80 billion worth of federal funding to be distributed amongst all the major federal agencies to execute missions to uh, provide resiliency and to reduce impacts uh, from future, future hurricane events. And the Corps got over $5 billion of that, and we went to work executing our $5 billion. What we learned while we were starting to execute our $5 billion, that Housing and Urban Development was executing projects in the same backyard as us, as was EPA, as was FEMA, as was a number of federal agencies. And while we, while I wouldn't say that we were, we were conflicting, I would certainly say there was overlap. And so we came together as a federal group, and actually held a meeting to discuss how do we ensure efficiency in the expenditure of the federal tax dollar, how do we ensure efficiency in ensuring that the resiliency measures we're building are the the appropriate ones for the community or the stakeholders involved, and how do we work together to make sure that there's synergy between our work rather than individual projects that might not work so well together if built separately. And so we came together and we created what was called the Federal Resiliency Collaborative. And that group still meets today, quarterly, and we walk through all of our programs and projects to ensure that we are, cre- we are creating efficiencies and we are spending the tax dollar appropriately and we're getting the biggest bang for the buck for the projects we're building that group also now because it is the leaders of the agencies and senior senior staff uh, we also have now created a very effective communication uh, approach prior to uh, major storm events during and after. So we really are working well together. And I think for the long term, it bodes well for our ability to, to prepare and respond to, uh, to future hurricanes.
0: And do you have anything to add?
2: I, I suspect we'll see a lot of events that will come forward in the next month to talk about the accomplishments of, that have occurred uh, by all the agencies. Um, and, and I'm proud that the Corps of Engineers New York District accomplished a significant amount of work. When the Sandy bill came out in uh, January of 2013, again, just uh, three months after Sandy, um, the Corps of Engineers New York office alone received 60 different projects and and many billions of dollars to execute. We, st- we sit here today, 10 years later, and I'm proud to tell you that of those 60 projects and actions that we were given in that bill, we have completed 52 of those actions. And six major projects in our region, coastal storm risk management projects, and I'll name them, the Rockaway Project, the Fire Island to Montauk Point Project, the Montauk Point Project, the Minish Park Project, which is in Newark, New Jersey, Port Monmouth, and Union Beach, also in New Jersey, all of those projects are in construction and actively moving towards completion. What that means is 58 out of the 60 projects are either done or in construction. We have two others, Staten Island and the Passaic River Tidal Project. Both of those projects are actively in design and both will be starting in the near future. So we're going to finish the mission here relatively soon to put in place billions of dollars of new resiliency infrastructure since Sandy, and it's going to
0: help us bode well uh, for for the next storm. And thank you both for building with us. For more information, please go to usace.army.mil.